You smell that? What, Julia? <laughs> what? What are you smelling? You smell like beef. <laughs> Welcome back to the Beef Podcast, where it's beef and beef, we smell like beef. It's a vine, guys, sorry. We didn't just lose our minds, but we did, not like that. It's just a little girl sitting in a corner going, I smell like beef, I smell like beef. There's no context, that's amazing. Just like life. No context. No context. Welcome back to the Jen and Julian podcast. Is that where we are? Are you okay? I just woke up. Oh, all right. No, you didn't. What? <laughs> Is that my alarm clock? No, it's my girlfriend. Hey, guys. Hey. Oh. Oh. Sorry, I almost restarted my computer by accident because it asked me if I wanted to do an update, which I don't. So. What kind of update? I don't know. Something stupid I don't need. Stupid like shopping for wine at the grocery store when you could have just done it on Wink.com? <laughs> Trywink.com, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty stupid. Shopping for wine is pretty stupid. Unless you're doing it with Wink. Wink is a service that you shop for. Uh, it's the beginning you, you of enter, the podcast. You enter your uh, palate profile quiz. They, they determine what kind of uh, wine you like scientifically, and then they send it to your door. That's it. Trywink.com slash Jenna Julian. You check it out right now. You get 20 bucks off, and they'll cover the shipping. And then you don't have to get wine, and you have wine. It's great. Trywink.com slash Jenna Julian. Me. <clears throat> What? Don't don't sit here and read this. This is the podcast. I have been preoccupied with other things, and Jenna decided to write this whole thing. So I have I literally have no idea what's happening this episode, even right now, <laughs> and we're live. Well, you know, so since Julian was handling some things today, and a lot, it's just been a lot going on um, in general. Uh, I was like, okay, you gonna leave me up to my own devices to do the podcast. So guess what we gonna do? Da, 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 da. It's time for Jerry things from Wikipedia, specifically about. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Secret societies. Secret. Societies. I wanted to do this. Yeah, I just oh, died. this one about secret societies. You do you remember when we got the soundboard and I sat over there for a couple weeks so that that would not happen? I'm sorry. I, I would love to hear what you're saying, but I can't. I'm sorry. I can't hear anything. Right? I'm sorry. You can. Don't do that. It was an accident. I just pressed the wrong one. I you pressed nothing. You scrolled it. Like yeah, because I was trying to make my voice deep like this so I could say secret societies when I actually press the one that says monitor phone. It was an accident. I, I, I can't hear, but I accept your apology. Hopefully, you guys are um, your ears still work. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, With great soundboards come great responsibility. Do you want to hear about some secret societies, Julian? Yeah, you, those are just words. Can you explain what's happening? Por favor. Yeah. So, like, I I feel like in the past we've talked about some of these on the podcast, like the Illuminati, the Rosicrucians, stuff like that. Like old old ancient sort of secret societies that are still around in some capacity today. And like the Illuminati? Yeah, literally just said the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad we're on the same. 
Mm, man, <laughs> this is going to be page. great. You're going to listen to everything that I say. I'm trying to keep up here, okay? <laughs> but then, like, there's only so many that date back, like, that long uh, that are still around in some capacity. So then I was like, well... The other thing that I'm interested in is not, like, the worst cults that's ever existed because those are kind of all over the place and, like, you can read about those. But, like, what cults still exist now? Can you? Why are you looking at me like that? Like what? Like what cults are still in place right now? That, like, that people might not know about. Yeah. Got it. So first we're going to talk about <clears throat> the origins and uh, stuff about some of the secret societies. Because I like I've looked at a lot of conspiracy theories that deal with some of these things, but I I guess I didn't really know the true origins of them and what they are. So it was interesting to do. So are you ready? I'm ready. And then one of them I just threw in because it's one of my favorites, but whatever. Let's start off with the The Illuminati Illuminati bitch. Starting off heavy. I like it. All right. I didn't know any of this. And then I read this and I was like, it kind of blew me away a little bit. So... Um, Julian, do you know what the Illuminati is? Yes and no. It's like hard to, I don't really know. I mean, I know that it's this secret society with all these famous people in it to, I don't even know what their end goal is or their mission is, but yeah, that's, that's about, yeah. Are you ready for the actual history of the Illuminati? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, right? Yeah. Okay. So some, some Organizations that claim to be the Illuminati or whatever are fictitious. But the original (laughs) – what? No, I'm the Illuminati. (laughs) Uh, The original is referring to the Bavarian Illuminati, which was founded on May 1st, 1776 by Adam Weishaupt. He was a professor of canon law and practical philosophy at the University of Ingolstadt. Germany? Uh, I don't remember what country – we gained independence that year. What? Yeah, we did. We did, didn't we? It's a good year. Um, let me look it up. University of Ingolstadt. Uh, it's what? Why are you laughing? Because I just thought of a word. It's in it's in uh, Bavaria. Where's that? It's a country. Julian. Oh, Germany. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was just, I, I was going to say that sounds German, but I didn't know if that sounded right. So I was going to say that sounds like sort of German. So I was going to say that sounds Germish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Germish. What are you doing? Don't, I don't like that. I can't use my computer when you're doing that. Subscribe. Bavaria is officially the free state of Bavaria is a landlocked federal state of Germany. Okay. Okay, got it. For Germany. Anyways, okay. Um, He was a professor of canon law and and practical philosophy at the University of Ingolstadt. He was the only non-clerical professor at an institution run by Jesuits, and their power had been dissolved within the university in in 1773, but they still had a lot of control, and they constantly tried to discredit any non-clerical staff. So you're like, you're basically teaching at this religious school, and although they don't actually have any power at the school anymore, they still sort of find their way to control what's being taught, what's being talked about, and any of the non-religious professors were sort of ostracized for that. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
especially any course material that was considered liberal or Protestant. And so he got pretty annoyed at all of that and became deeply anti-clerical and wanted to spread the ideals of the Enlightenment through some sort of secret society of like-minded individuals. Um, he found the, the Freemasonry to be expensive and not open to his ideas. So he founded his own society. Original name was Bunder Perfectibilsenton. The Covenant of Perfectibility. And it wasn't until 1778 that the order became the Order of the Illuminati after he had seriously considered calling it the B Order. It's the B Order, bitch. Okay. We're here to control your thoughts and ideas. It's us, the B Order, bitch. I feel like what a missed opportunity. The Illuminati could have been called the B Order. They would have had a built-in mascot. <laughs> okay, so they basically sought after rich, docile, willing-to-learn men aged 18 to 30 that were otherwise interested in joining the Freemasons. Uh, so he would sort of poach them over to the Illuminati instead. And I, the Freemasons is one of the groups that I'll go through and describe to. Um by 1784, across several countries, there are around 650 verifiable members. They did not get along with the Rosicrucians. They tussled like some hot boys. They were not fans of each other. They they saw themselves as direct competition, and they, they needed these young hot members for them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, and I'll also talk about the Rosicrucians, too. Um the society's goals were to oppose superstition, obscurantism, or whatever that word is. But basically, like, they didn't want um, the truth being blocked from them for any sort of religious reason or political reason. They wanted free and open information and truth without it being bogged down by religion, if that makes sense. That's what they wanted for society or for, for their— For society and for them. For their secrets. Yeah, okay. they didn't want any religious influence over public life, and they also were against abuses of state power. Uh, they eventually declined because some of the, the people, like the lower-ranking members in their group, made some dangerous political boasts of power and criticism of the monarchy, and it caused the Secret Order's existence to become common knowledge along with the names of many of the important members, which now you've lost a lot of your power because everyone knows who's in your group. This is terrible. And a lot of them were, like, in the government and things like that, so they sort of got, you know, the lid blown off of them. Um, they were outlawed, along with the Freemasons and other secret societies by Bavarian ruler Charles Theodore, with the encouragement of the Catholic Church. So it was like the, the government and the Catholic Church basically was like, look, you guys are plotting to sort of like maybe not overthrow the government, but like directly contradict what we're doing so you guys can get the fuck out. Um, they were claimed to be continue, uh, continuing running underground, and some critics say that they were responsible for the French Revolution. It's not confirmed. You can't confirm it. And uh, several recent and present-day fraternal organizations claim to be descended from the original Bavarian Illuminati and openly use the name Illuminati. Some <clears throat> of these groups use a variation of the name the Illuminati Order, while others... Uh, such as the Ordo Templi Orientis, have Illuminati as a level within their organization's hierarchy. However, there is no evidence that these present-day groups have amassed significant political power or influence, and most, rather than trying to remain secret, promote unsubstantiated links to the Bavarian Illuminati as a means of attracting membership. So according to Wikipedia and the history of the a true original Illuminati, it is no such like 
long running group that that's trying to control the media or trying to control your thoughts or anything like that. That's all a modern day construct of the Illuminati. And if whoever, whatever actual organization, if it exists, that claims to be the Illuminati has absolutely no connection to the original Illuminati. Interesting. So what they're, what are they currently doing? What is who currently the doing? Illuminati? If that's not their the original one, yeah, that it, dissolved. It's gone. Oh, so it's just it. Many many years ago, it was over. Yeah, like in so, the seventeen hundreds. So, so today's society's idea of the Illuminati is just is all fake. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it's just made up. It's interesting. I mean, it just kind of hit a dead end there. I don't know. What do you mean? I just think it's crazy that like we have this modern day construct of what the Illuminati is, but it's actually not based on anything that happened in history at all. Like, I feel like I remember the takeoff like online of it being like Illuminati and it's sort of turning into a meme and a joke and that kind of thing. Let's just entertain the the fact. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, and then you see all these conspiracy theories that that this is a group of people that are trying to control your mind through music and and pop and and culture and that kind of thing. When in reality, the the original organization had nothing to do with any of that. They just didn't want religion like infiltrating their life and ability to like do science or study the subjects that they wanted to. And they were trying to break away from their government being so heavily influenced by Catholicism and Jesuits or whatever. Initially they didn't have much problem with government itself. They just had problems when church and state were running things. Yeah. And they wanted freedom to study what they wanted to study. So my, my thing is devil's advocate here, but if, if, we live in a world where the Illuminati, quote unquote, is a thing where where the secret society is actually, you know, super, you know, deep into this operation, many, many years of controlling people's minds with music to do whatever. If it was, you know, like all these people who we make memes about being the Illuminati, if they were all really in it, you'd think it'd be a little harder to find information on than just like Googling it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that sort of adds to the whole shroud of secrecy of the modern day Illuminati is that you can't find out in any information or if it's like a physical group or if they because some of these groups like like the Illuminati or the Rosicrucians or the Freemasons, like you can see them going to have a meeting or like, you know, they you know that they physically gather with each other in today's day and age with the Internet. We know that people don't physically need to meet in order to have some sort of correspondence. Group. Yeah. So maybe you wouldn't see them. And that sort of adds again to the this mysterious group of people. Who are they? What are they doing? What mm-hmm. are they working on? Like, what is it all about? But in in like fact basis, they have no connection to the original Illuminati. And that's not what the Illuminati was even formed to do. It's interesting. Right? Yeah. I think that answer and what you found is way more interesting than if you were to like have Googled it and been like, theilluminati.com. Like, this is us. <laughs> right? Like... That that is more interesting. But that I, makes me think about what it, what yeah. the possibilities are. More and I feel more. like this is such a subtle burn in here is that it's uh, today's Illuminati. Instead of trying to be secret, they actively use that name to like gain membership or people to participate in whatever they're doing. Yeah. 
uh, as a means of attracting membership. Like, it wasn't it a Shane Dawson video where he, like, went on that website and was like, join the Illuminati. Like, I don't remember him paying money in that video, but it was like, sign up for an email newsletter and, like, shit like that. But, I mean, we both know that there is things to be gained from even making an email list of people. 100%. You know, you can sell 100%. them shit in yeah. the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's maybe they're not taking membership fees, but that they now have a database of people that are interested in being a part of the Illuminati that they can then take money from in the future <laughs> <laughs> to keep their Illuminati running. Mm-hmm. But the construct of the Illuminati apparently is completely made up, probably by people on the Internet. It's a goofy, it's a goofy idea. Well, I also I think it's it's fun to entertain the idea of like messaging in in movies and in and music, music and, and that kind of thing. But like it might not be a centralized sort of well organized organization. Yeah, there might be a lot of mixed messages going on within the society that a lot of people misconstrue and and do do different things different ways in their own attempt to try to spread the message. Well, honestly, if I was a pop star and I was like, people think I'm part of the Illuminati, like, dangle me upside down in a giant triangle. Like, think I'm part of the Illuminati. It's fucking great. It gets people talking. It sure does. Well, and also imagine if you were- Just like the... all the like satanic imagery and stuff that, yeah. that I feel like pop stars throw in there and then people are like, oh, Illuminati, it's well, messaging, it's satanic. Imagine if you, like, in a world where you did get- I don't know, brought into the Illuminati at one point. There was this big meeting and everyone wore hoods and mm-hmm. you were in the middle of the woods and whatever. And it was the official Illuminati meeting. It's like Jay-Z's there and they're all just, you know, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And they give some sort of really vague, like, this is what we have to do. And you are now responsible. Here's our symbol, whatever. And then they'd vanish. And then that maybe that was all... Maybe it was real. Maybe it was a scam. Regardless, if the, if no follow up ever m- was made on behalf of the people who ran that event, maybe the people who uh, were there at first were like, "Hey, let's just keep it going, and let's let's just continue to to be, like you said, let let's keep wearing the brand to get people talking about it." Mm. You seem so unimpressed by that theory. No, I'm not unimpressed. Oh, okay. I was listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that maybe that that there was one piece of tangible evidence that they experienced and then it's gone but mm-hmm. they were like hey let's hold on to this because it's cool mm-hmm. yeah I, but it has no basis in history of it being the original illuminati which is red why are you looking at me like that are you in the illuminati no are you sure yeah i just told you it's not even a real thing they were disbanded in europe in the 1700s okay i don't know let's move on Julian, what the hell, man? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I think you might be in. Okay, I, I just told you. It's I not... know, but that's what someone who's in the Illuminati would say. Uh, Sorry. Do you, do you want to go through the rest of these, or you want to just argue about whether or not I'm in the Illuminati? <laughs> I want to argue. Right. I'd like to be on your good side, especially so, if you're in the... I feel like I've always had an understanding of what the Freemasons are, but I've never actually read their Wikipedia page or, like, information on them and how they started and who they are. Have you? No, I have not. I mean, I yeah, same. Okay. Because I always sort of likened them to, like, the Illuminati or something where it's, like, this very secret group of people that, you know, mm-hmm. do fucking crazy Underground shit. Underground shit, yeah. But apparently they don't. So according to Wikipedia, 
It's basically the world's oldest and largest fraternity. Since the middle of the 19th century, uh, Masonic historians have sought the origins of the movement in a series of, of similar documents known as the Old Charges, dating from the Regius poem in 1425 to the beginning of the 18th century. It began in medieval Europe as a guild for stonemasons, but lived on as a social organization. That's when they begin to see people joining these things called lodges, which is like a, a building in uh, local areas where people will go to have Freemason meetings. They're called lodges. Um, when they when they go, they learn sort of the history of the, the craft, the oaths on fidelity that you need to take in order to join. Uh, and in the 15th century, uh, there begins to be evidence of ceremonial regalia and like sort of rituals and that kind of thing. But all still private. Also private, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no clear mechanism by which these local trade organizations became today's Masonic lodges, but the earliest rituals and passwords known are the same as the passwords used later and in different areas that did not practice the physical craft. So you're not seeing essentially like a knockoff 2K version of Mason Freemasons. They're still using all the same traditional things as the actual stonemasons do. They're just popping up in different areas. So they are direct, you know, descendants, right. Yeah. Of the, of true Freemasons. Direct, but modern descendants. Yes, because modern, they stopped using the physical craft of masonry as a part of their ritual. But they kept the name and the logo. Correct. Um, <clears throat> the, the earliest known lodge in America was in Pennsylvania. And then after the American Revolution, independent U.S. Grand Lodges developed within each state. Uh, people that were Freemasons include George Washington, Ben Franklin, Winston Churchill, Mozart, Davy Crockett, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Houdini, Gerald Ford, Henry Ford, John Wayne, like the list goes on and on and on. And if you want to be a Freemason, you basically go to a lodge. You then demonstrate a good character and a belief in some sort of supreme being. It's almost all men for the most part, I think. And then they vote to either accept you or not. And then there's three degrees that you have to go through. And once you earn your third degree, which is also apparently where that saying comes from, like to the third degree, or that's from masonry, um, you can join any other Masonic offshoots. They built 22 children's hospitals where patients don't have to pay a cent and they donate $2 million to charity every single day. The Catholic Church, along with what? what? They donate $2 million to charity every day? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. That is so much money. Yeah. How do they get all that money? I don't know. Every day? Every day. God damn. But like, unlike some of the others, like, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to call Scientology a secret society or a cult or whatever. It's, I'm not trying to bash anything. It scares the fucking shit out of me. But like a, an organization like that, you'll see them, the, these people being unbelievably rich and the church has so much money and that kind of thing. The Freemasons tend to take a lot of their money and use it towards charitable things like maybe a, a church, like a Catholic church or like a so, temple would do. They're doing community service basically. Yeah. 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 So, um, there was secret society that likes to do charity, which is not common apparently <laughs> according to Wikipedia. Yeah. So my question is like, if they're a secret society under what like business name or company do they make these donations or like how do people monitor how much they're donating or how do they legitimize or verify any of that i don't know the answer because if you're a secret society i mean but that's the thing though is that the for the freemasons they're not considered a secret society because people know who they are 
I guess my question is like legally, what is a secret society? You know what I mean? Like, like does the secret society? Well, like the the Illuminati is a secret society, but like I yeah, Freemasons, Rosicrucians, like these people identify with these groups. So it's not a secret society, I guess, by what you're trying to define it is. But the inner workings of it are secret to the public. Got it. Inner workings are secret. I guess yeah. that, and the name doesn't have to be secret. The fact that they exist is not a secret. Right. Got it. Whereas if you're talking about the modern day Illuminati, you would say that that's a secret society because of the even just the presence of it or existence of it is a secret. Hmm. Right. Um, yeah, they donate two, $2 million to charity every single day, according to Wikipedia. Um, the Catholic Church, along with many other religions, were opposed to Freemasonry because they teach a naturalistic, deistic religion, which is in conflict with a lot of religions. Mm -hmm. And the 1917 Code of Canon Law explicitly declared that joining Freemasonry entailed automatic excommunication and banned books favoring Freemasonry. So you can get kicked out of the Catholic Church if you also wanted to join a Freemasonry society. Um, historians estimate about 80,000 to 200,000 Freemasons were killed under Nazi regime. Masonic co concentration camp inmates were classified as political prisoners and wore an inverted red triangle. Hitler believed Freemasons had succumbed to Jews conspiring against Germany. Um, today it has – in the U.S. it has 1.3 million members. And in 1959 it had about 4 million. So it is getting smaller. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And it's only based like US. Right? No, it's, it's it started in Europe and yeah, it's So everywhere. in the US, there's 1.3 members. Correct. American members. According to Wikipedia. Interesting. They have that, um, it's like a triangle with like the, that's their logo. What is it? It's like the. Yeah, they have like a compass and that, the compass, yeah, yeah, that so. kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, the, the um, conspiracy theories about Freemasons are fantastic about the way that they build buildings and things like that you know when you see all those like aerial map conspiracy theories about the way that washington dc is shaped and how it's shaped like a mm -hmm. you know masonic symbols and like on the dollar bill there's masonic symbols yes. and all of this and we had that podcast talking about um francis bacon and he was Free. more closely associated i think with the rosicrucians maybe but also freemasonry and that he, he was actually this if you haven't seen that podcast, this is going to sound like a crazy mess, but it's actually one of my favorite conspiracy theories that uh, Francis Bacon was actually William Shakespeare and actually wrote all of his works to sort of bring language and culture to Europe so they could inevitably uh, take over North America and, and rebuild it as a, a new society with education and language and everything being unified. It was really, it's, if you want to I think look it's into like conspiracy that. theories part four, if you wanted to listen to that, I think that's the one we did that on. Yeah. Right? And again, it's sort of like, it's, it's a really fun theory. I think that there's a lot of really good, cool stuff in there, even if you don't think that's what happened. But he basically in that theory as well, it was like all of the Masonic symbols that were built in the United States were sort of from that same, mm. you know, yeah. school of thought. That's interesting. They wanted to build the United States as this like Masonic sort of utopia. Man, does it feel like utopia these days. Really? <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of utopia. This is utopia. We were talking about it the other day. If we could find enough people who had enough pull 
in the industry, we could relaunch Utopia and make <laughs> the it original Utopia cast. 2.0 with the original cast <laughs> and just add a couple twists here and there and uh, get that thing back on TV. Or honestly, fuck TV. Get that thing on the internet. I just want to rewatch it again. Let's make that a new a Netflix original. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to see it again. Where can we watch it? I don't know, but I know that that show started in like... Another country, some European country, it was like a big deal where where it started. And then mm. th this was the American version of it. I wish we could find the original, like Danish or something, oh, really? version of the show that we could, the successful version so we could watch it. The successful, like, so in this situation. But I don't know if we could find it with English subtitles. So in this situation, this is like The Office, but we're the UK version. Right. And the, other, the others are just killing it. Yeah. Like the American Office. But it started there. It didn't start here. Oh, I guess that's that's a difference. So we were the ripoff, but we also failed. Exactly. Fuck. Damn it. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah. So there. This is probably one of my favorite secret societies. Uh, why did you just do that? What you had it? No, I saluted. That was my secret society. Oh, okay. salute. It's the Rosicrucians. Uh, between sixteen fourteen and sixteen seven. Oh, I just wanted to first read because we talked about secret societies. In order for something to be considered a secret society, uh, they have activities, events, inner functioning, or memberships that are concealed from non-members. The society may or may not attempt to conceal its existence. The term usually excludes covert groups such as intelligence agencies or guerrilla insurgencies that hide their activities and memberships but maintain a public presence. The exact qualifications for labeling a group a secret society are disputed, but definitions generally rely on the degree to which the organization insists on secrecy and might involve the retention and transmission of secret knowledge, the denial about membership or knowledge of the group, the creation of bo personal bonds between members of the organization, and the use of secret rites or rituals which solidify members in the group. Wow. That sounds exactly like what I, th I thought a secret society is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just like, like what I like and what I think draws a lot of people to secret societies is like speculating about what these rituals and things that they do are. Are they, you know, a lot of people, when they hear the word ritual, they automatically are like, this is satanic. This is, this has They're to be bad. Blood around a this fire. has got to be yeah. bad. And I feel like even the, like, these are some of the more famous, some of the more popular ones, but there are secret societies that just do like the most horrible things you There's could ever imagine. There's probably so many of them that you couldn't ever even no, like one percent of the, the right, ones and that I feel exist. like a lot of the cults, like the more famous cults, that you know, all the not all, but like a lot of the really terrible ones that just do unthinkable, unspeakable things, they get taken down by the government. So I don't know, they've been called cults, but I imagine a lot of them could probably be be labeled secret societies as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. because there's some fucking. Dark Gnar shit. Okay. Gnarly shit, yeah. Anyways, the Rosicrucians. Between 1614 and 1617, three anonymous manifestos were published. See, this is like, I'm already here. Like, I'm here for your secret shit. Okay. First in Germany and later through Europe, they were the Fama Fraternitatis, or see, the fame of the Brotherhood, the Confession of the Brotherhood, and the Chemical Wedding of Christian Rosicross. They were and are not taken literally by many, uh, but they're regarded as either hoaxes or allegorical statements. Um, the fame of the Brotherhood presents the legend of a German doctor and mystic philosopher referred to as Father Brother, <laughs> later identified in a third, ma third manifesto as uh, Christ I think Christian Rosen Rosencruz or Rosecross. 
The year 1378 is presented as being the birth year of our Christian father, and it is stated that he lived 106 years. After studying in the Middle East under various masters, he was unable to spread the knowledge he had acquired to prominent European scientists and philosophers, so instead he gathered a small circle of friends and disciples and founded the Rosicrucian Order around 1407. The writer also claimed the Brotherhood possessed a book that resembled the works of Paracelsus. I think, I don't know if I'm saying that wrong, but he's credited as being the father of toxicology. He was a physician, alchemist, and astronomer. So, like, again, back to the definition of a secret society, they're in possession of some secret knowledge or some secret thing or that they're trying to, you know, some knowledge that they're protecting and or message that they're carrying, whatever. I feel like the Rosicrucians are, they're, they're, a, they're a good secret society you know they feel i feel like that got mad secrets anyways the literature announced them as moral and religious reformers they use the techniques of chemistry alchemy and the sciences generally as media uh through which to publicize their opinions and beliefs in the early 17th century the manifestos caused excitement throughout europe by declaring the existence of a secret brotherhood of alchemists and sages who were preparing to transform the arts sciences religion and political and intellectual landscape of europe wars uh, of politics and religious and religion ravaged the continent so like imagine now or like, just imagine then. So it's just like war and religion and politics is just all over the place. Like terrible. Everything sucks. And then you just have these brilliant people that are like, hey, man, anybody want to do some fucking science with me over here? <laughs> Let's not tell anyone what we're doing because they're probably Well, they'll get it. in trouble with the government yeah. or with the pope yeah. or whatever <clears throat> the hell. So they're like, anybody want to do some fucking science? Come join my club. Every Tuesday. Toxicology? Come over. No, alchemy and chemistry and stuff like that. Astronomy. Mm. And this is still in the 1400s. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'd be like, hell yeah, boy. I want to be in the Rosicrucians. You feel me, dog? Okay, during Rosencruz's lifetime, the order was said to consist of no more than eight members, each a doctor and a sworn bachelor. Each member undertook an oath to heal the sick, but without payment, to maintain a secret fellowship, and to find a replacement for himself before he died. Three generations had supposedly passed between 1500 and 1600, a time when scientific, philosophical, and religious freedom had grown so that the public might benefit from the Rosicrucians' knowledge, so they were now seeking good men. Their writings point towards a symbolic and spiritual alchemy rather than an operative one in combination of direct and veiled styles these writings conveyed the nine stages of the in involutive evolutive transmutation of the threefold body of the human being the threefold soul and the threefold spirit among other esoteric knowledge related to the path of initiation so like unlike what's said about Freemasonry, the Rosicrucians do, they do seem to have some element of like religion almost in there. Okay, you know what I mean? Because that is like it's kind of how it started <laughs> so early on. Yeah. What? It like that's that's kind of the basis of how it began so so long ago. Now, is religion? No. Well, I mean, some of it was a uh, like they're directly conflicting with the religion that's you know, all around them all the time and also governing them. It's their answer to that. It's their like version. We it. believe this instead. Okay. But the, I mean, the Freemasons, I think started before the Rosicrucians. So it, it's not like it started so early. Okay. Fair enough. Um, 
Okay. Uh, according to Masonic writers, the Order of the Rose Cross is expounded in, in major Christian literary work that molded the subsequent spiritual beliefs of Western civilization, the Divine Comedy by Don Dale Gary, which is interesting. They explained it like all over the place. And then to this day, there's literally like a full page of organizations that generally speak of a, a lineal descent from earlier branches in England, France, Egypt, and other countries. Some groups speak of a spiritual affiliation and some are still operating. Some have dissolved but the rosicrucians are all over the place in different forms and different branches interesting right yeah i feel like i don't know any rosicrucians or freemasons would they tell you if they were i don't know i guess i should ask more i wonder how many advances in the science world were made by rosicrucians i don't know I don't know the answer to that. But, I mean, the the stuff about Francis Bacon and the Rosicrucians and the Freemasons is fascinating to me. But it's pretty cool. I didn't know the history of them, so I thought that was really cool. So far, if you had to pick, you would be Rosicrucians or you'd be Freemasons? What do you mean? Which one would you pick to be in right now? I don't know what you've done. <laughs> Honestly, probably Freemasons because it doesn't, like, I'm a little scared of any sort of religious stuff. I'll pick the dead Illuminati. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> it's not the, real. The OG one? <laughs> yeah. The one that has nothing to do with what people think the Illuminati yeah. is? No, I just like the more secretive of a of a society, the more I'm intrigued in it. But I'm not interested in any of this. Do any of them gather around a fire and drink mysterious liquids? Julian, I I'm, see I'm, where you're going. I'm, I'm curious. No, Julian. I'm curious Julian, because if I you need to you. get liquid. I caught you. <laughs> You've been caught. Trylink.com. If you're no in good. a secret society and you need wine, Julian. but you don't have time because you're doing secret <laughs> society stuff, go to trywink.com. Guys, you just enter your palette profile choices. They get your palette profile all set, and then they send you wine based on your own tastes. And they'll send you the good stuff, the stuff that you'll never find for yourself in the store because you're going to be walking up. You're going to be walking up down the aisle in the store. You know, wine bottle, wine bottle. Oh, I'm late for my Rosicrucian's. You know, Pilates class. I grab one, runs back, and then you have the bad one, and then no one's happy. You get kicked out of your secret society. Your whole life is it's all because you could have just gone on to trywink.com slash Jenna Julian, get 20 bucks off your first order. They'll cover the shipping. Guys, it is a really nice thing having wine shipped to your door and not just any wine, wine that's specifically tailored to you and your palate. So try Wink, guys. Go to trywink.com slash Jen and Julian or click the link in our description and you will not be disappointed. The wine is delicious. Okay. Here's something else. So I'd say that those are like probably the more well-known secret societies and uh, at least in the United States and some of my favorite ones along with the Knights Templar, which I didn't put in this one but we can talk about that some other time maybe but they're they're like so lit the knights templar yeah i feel like there's you can't watch a history show channel show without being like the knights templar it's a templar cross and you're like oh damn they really be fucking out here though okay so anyways let's move on to some what why are you laughing at me i but i okay because i love this stuff no 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 all right well, yeah, but also, I, my my question about do they sit around the fire and drink liquids? While it was a brilliant segue to our sponsor this week of trywink.com, it was also a genuine question and thought. Like, 
you always think of secret societies having these really creepy like meetings and the and they're what are they drinking and why are they wearing what they're wearing like that's that's the stuff right <laughs> stop it i'm just curious all right let's listen to some quiet yeah we need some music or music Alrighty, you ready? Is that too loud or no? No. Okay. I, too loud. I can't so hear anything. Are, these are known cults that still oh, exist today. Oh, I'm scared. Are you ready? Because like I said, all of the, the ones that are doing, like, there's so many terrible cults that have done, like, of course, of course. child abuse yeah, and yeah. just the worst shit. A lot of those have been shut down, obviously, because that's fucking mass terrible. Mass suicides. Uh, yes, mass suicides. Okay. The first one is called... The Brethren. This is actually a, it's kind of funny to start off with. They're also known as the Body of Christ and Garbage Eaters. <laughs> the Brethren are an apocalyptic offshoot of the 70s Jesus movement. And uh, they, they give up all of their worldly possessions and earthly pleasures to purify themselves for the coming of the end of the world. Brethren members essentially just live on the street, just wherever, they do odd jobs to survive. They eat trash, avoid bathing and medical treatment, and then whatever money they do make, they give to the group. Okay. They also forbid dancing and laughing <laughs> until the return of Jesus. No laughing? No laughing. What about the fact that you're eating garbage every day? <laughs> That's fucking funny and terrible. Bar members from communicating with family and forbid opposite-sex well, contact. Oh, don't touch it. But it doesn't me. say anything about same sex. Don't look or touch it. Don't. Group founder Jim Roberts died in December 2015, leaving the future of the secretive cult unclear. So why are they following the trash eating rules? They can go get McDonald's now. They don't need to be eating trash. Jim but died. But there's still people that are still doing it. They still believe it. Nah, Jim died. You hear? We can do whatever we want. I can talk <laughs> to you even though you a girl. No laughing. <laughs> Where's that garbage? I'm hungry. No dancing until Jesus I comes back. I want a hot plate of garbage. I want to eat my garbage with my garbage. I found a fork. I'd like to eat this piece of garbage with a fork from the garbage. I feel like sushi today. Let's go to the back alley of the sushi restaurant that's and a, eat garbage. That's a real cult that exists, though. Called the Brethren. Brethren or the Brethren? Brethren. So Brethren. Brethren. Okay, are you ready for the next one? Or do you want to keep calling them the breathment? I'm ready for the breathment. Okay, this next one. This one's like creepy. Oh, okay. Like it's it. called Congregation for the Light. Don't read over my shoulder. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> Just sit back and relax. All right. It's a secret society and considered a cult. Base in Manhattan in a brownstone on Murray Hill formed in the 1960s. Manhattan, New York? N no, Julian. Manhattan, <laughs> Idaho. Oh. Yes. Manhattan, New York. Okay. Followers claim to be... Uh, oh. What? That was scary noise. Followers claim to be descendants from a master Aryan race on Atlantis mm -mm. and that humans once lived on the moon. Homosexuality is banned. They call it a hangover from the Roman Empire. 
Corporal punishment is encouraged. They call homosexuality a hangover from the Roman Empire? Yeah. Okay. Uh, corporal punishment is encouraged, and mem- uh, members atone for bad karma from their past lives. So they believe in a lot of reincarnation and that kind of okay. thing. Young women are denied higher education and are often married off to older member in the group members in the group. So, like for example, there was a story about a nineteen year old girl being married off to some forty year old member in their group. So that happens. So, quick question: the bre- what is their name again? Brethren. This, this is not brethren. No, this is called Congregation for the Light or the Light. Congregation for the Light. My question: Do they live among society now? <laughs> yes. Okay, so they're, they're they're in the city. Okay. Okay. So if I go if I go back to college, I won't find any of the girls there because they're denied that. Yes, they're denied higher education. Many of them. Okay. Okay. But if I but if I encounter a forty year old man with a younger woman, married, that could they could be part of the congregation. <laughs> congregation for the light. light. Yes. Okay. All right. Some male devotees have gone under have undergone weapons training to prepare for the end of the world, which they believe is coming soon. That's a lot of things. Like a lot of the cults have the same like, doomsday yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. theory going on. And a lot of them are like polygamous cults or like, they just sort of sleep with each other. Some of them are spiritual cults. Some of them are uh, like terrorist groups that are considered cults, yeah. I think, by definition in some of yeah. these. Okay. Anyways. Um Every Thursday evening, dozens of uh, congregants line up on East 35th Street for the group's weekly meeting. Their leader, Tom Bayer, 73 years old, preaches from the center of the room. Members don't have religious texts and aren't allowed to take notes. <laughs> so he stands in there the middle of the room. seems to be room. a little issue there. He stands in the middle of the room and just talks at them. And, and they, they can't take notes. They're not allowed to take notes. So basically their entire... Religion, which they believe is a religion, and they're tax exempt because they're a religion, uh, is all word of mouth. It's based off of whatever that guy has to say that day. Yes. Um, they're tax exempt. They have around 200 members with congregations in Washington, D.C., and Atlanta, as well as the New York City one. They believe that cancer and other illnesses are the result of bad karma. Nice. Real nice. <clears throat> they try to control parts of their life through lucid dreamings or dreams. So they like if they're having trouble with something, they believe that if you have a lucid dream about it and control it, you can fix parts of your life. That's um, the most relatable part about them, I think. <laughs> they can't miss meetings ever. Like not if you're sick, not for vacations, not if you're going somewhere. Like you can't miss meetings oh, ever. If they don't take role or take notes, it sounds like no one's even going to know if you missed a meeting. Sorry, that's just a fact. <laughs> Um, Morris Cates, the chairman during the 1960s and 70s, uh, taught them that once the world ended, people would be reincarnated on another planet called Nay, and they would be one gender and have no stomachs. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, their symbols include owls, like the animal, and X's. Children are taught that they're not human until they're 13 years old. And they're taught that if a child dies before the age of 13, it's because they committed suicide in a past life. Holy fuck. They get 10% of its funds from donations, and the rest to run the organization, they take from members when the members die. 
What? Yeah. See, that's some suspect shit, dude, because that means there's incentive for them to be killing off members. Yeah, they take money from their estates. Ooh. Gross, right? This one's fucked. Yeah, that one's super fucked. This one's fucked. fucked. Where did, where, um... New York City. Manhattan, New York. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if y'all are ever on uh, East 35th Street on a Thursday night, apparently they line up and get ready to go have a meeting where Tom just stands in the center of a room and shouts at them. How many members are known to be in it? Around 200. That's it? Yeah. So they they gotta go. They I gotta mean, go. This sounds very convincing. They you gotta understand go. Why those people just Going lined flying up. Flying to Manhattan. I'm taking care of it. They're gone. Julie, <laughs> what the hell? Okay. This next one is called Church of God with Signs Following. That's the whole name? Yes. They're better known as snake handlers. This fringe Christian order takes an oft-misinterpreted passage of Mark and uses it as a pretext for an incredibly dangerous practice. Believing snakes are a manifestation of demons, believers pick them up and raise them into the air, even allowing them to slither all over their bodies. Naturally, this results in the snakes getting upset, and dozens of snake handlers uh, have died due to poisonous bites. It doesn't help that they refuse medical treatment, Believing that God will cast the poison out of them. <laughs> based on almost entire, it's based almost entirely in the South, though a few sects are in Canada. Uh, they also practice a form of uh, aesthetic holiness, shunning flamboyant dress and alcohol, practicing foot washing and speaking in tongues. Local legislatures have foot-washing. made snake handling illegal for religious purposes, though these laws are rarely enforced. It's thought that there are anywhere from a thousand to five thousand members of the Church of God with signs following divided into autonomous sects around the South and Southeast. What is foot washing? I think it's just when you wash your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so like they don't take showers they only just no participate that's not what that means washing. it's like a ritual foot washing all right that was that was the weirdest part of that to you <laughs> uh it was one of them yeah what about the people that just die because they think that god's gonna cast the poison out of them i mean it's preemptive it's a little preemptive what it also that sounds like a bunch of craziness there's about 5,000 members, and they live in the south of this country. Where? But it just says the south. It's a big area. Where? Julian, I don't know. Why don't you look it up? Okay. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. Yeah. All right. This is called Ekinar. Ekinkar. Ekinkar. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It was founded in 1965 by Paul Twitchell. This nonprofit religion bounced around to a few locations before settling in suburban Minneapolis. Like many other New Age religions, Ekinkar is a grab bag of mysticism, Eastern philosophy, meditation, and made-up iconography. Members claim to have ancient roots going back tens of thousands of years, speak to each other in an invented language, and take on new names for themselves. All of it is done in the name of meditation, where one chants, who and separates their soul from their body. This is my favorite part. Are you ready for this part? Despite being a registered nonprofit, the group the group sells its founders' materials for a hefty profit, and allegations have abounded that virtually all of Twitchell's books laying the foundation of Ekinkar are plagiarized. Are plagiarized. <laughs> yes. My guy. <laughs> 
I love it. My guy, dude. He's like, you know what? We're making our own Bible, but hold on. I got to be right back. I got to get it. I got to print some stuff out. I'll be back. <laughs> it cost $100. That's it's good, funny. right? It's funny. That's good shit. But th- that still exists. There are still people that practice Ekinkar. All right. This one is called Children of God. David Berg, who called himself, himself Moses David, founded the organization called the Children of God in 1968. The so-called Jesus movement was gathering steam in the late 1960s, and a lot of disenfranchised hippies were ripe for the picking. Berg started his first colony in Huntington Beach, California, and similar colonies soon sprung up in other states as well as Europe and South America. Members were required to relinquish relinquish all of their worldly possessions and to the commune and cut off all ties with their families. In the beginning, so culty. Yeah, members panhandled or busked to earn <clears throat> money to pay for food and other supplies. Yeah. But as their numbers increased, Mo- Moses decided they needed to earn dollars, not spare change. So, with many young, attractive women ready to do all his bidding, the answer was simple: Why not expo- exploit the world's oldest profession? Berg called this fundraising ef- effort uh, "flirty fishing." As a result of his unique interpretation of Matthew 4.17, flirty fishing was officially banned by Berg in 1987, mainly due to escalating uh, AIDS epidemic. So it's prostitution. Basically. Yeah. Children of God has changed his name several times in recent years after a barrage of uh, bad publicity, including accusations of incest and other abuse. Berg passed away in 1994 in the group is now known as the Family International. It's led by Stephen Kelly. That's somehow a worse name. Who calls himself King Peter. Family International. Weird and creepy. Still around. Children of God. Ugh. All right. This is the last one. You ready? Oh, I'm buckled in. I'm ready to go. I got my wink. This one is called The Ant Hill Kids. The majority of Canadians consider Roche, Roche Therial. There, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher that. Roche Terrio? Ro- probably. Roche Terrio to be one of their country's most notorious criminals, but his devoted followers still call him Moses. In 1979, he set up a safe uh, camp in Burt River, Ontario, in preparation for the apocalypse again. Let's see a theme. Char- uh, charismatic and politically savvy, he attracted a small group of followers that called themselves the Ant Hill Kids all of whom were looking for a spiritual salvation and pure existence. The nine female members were his concubines and were required to be subservient to the male members of the sect. Over 20 children were born into the group in the ensuing years, many of whom were sired by Roach, the guy himself. The group earned money by selling baked goods door-to-door because Moses had officially registered his commune as a church. Provincial officials... Uh, were unable to do much about the primitive living conditions where the members were subject to. They could only ensure that the children had warm clothing and proper nutrition. He had a drinking problem, a superiority uh, complex, and demanded absolute obedience from his followers. Such unquestioning uh, submission led to the death of one of his wives when she allowed him to operate on her stomach ailment. Another female follower risked risked his wrath when she fled to a hospital after he chopped off her forearm with a cleaver in a fit of anger. 
It was that act of brutality that finally brought the authorities swooping down on the anthill. He was found guilty of murder in 1993 and sentenced to 25 years in prison. He was denied parole in 2002. But he has fathered uh, three more children during his years in jail as a result of conjugal visits with some of his remaining faithful few. Is he still alive? I think so, yeah. What the fuck, Yeah, so there's still people that follow him and think that he's like... Moses. Jesus. He's and still running still, shit They from still jail. call him Moses, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. What a psycho. He chopped up a girl's arm. He operated yeah. on her stomach. It's fucked up. What's the name of that guy's religion again? One more time. The Ant Hill Kids. Okay, dude. So beyond. Not okay. That guy. Can I, can I lower that a little mm-hmm. bit? That's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. No wonder it's a secret society. Don't nobody gonna approve of that. Don't nobody gonna approve of that. <laughs> no, no, no. If I had a secret society, it would be just like about how I love eating massive amounts of pasta and we would just eat pasta together. Yeah, we'd call it Macaroni Monday and it would be lit. For real, what would your secret society be? Because mine would literally be about... Eating pasta. Mine would be for people that like to sing made-up songs to their animals. That would be the most annoying secret society. Yeah, it would be great. I can find people just like me. And I would find pasta just like mine. You know who would be the first person to join my group? My mom. Yeah, she does talk to animals (laughs) like you do. My mom, too. (laughs) My sister and my brother. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Gordon Ramsay would be in my secret society. Do you like those secret he societies? Would cook pasta. Yeah, those were cool. I think that the history was cool, but I'm also interested to see like what exists today, right now. Like if if you walk down the streets in New York, you can see those people and well, they're there. True. That's interesting. The stuff on Wikipedia, the stuff you can find on the internet with tangible like information about their current whereabouts or whatever. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. What's also interesting is I'm just gonna say over the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna keep a close eye. On the Jen and Julian podcast email, just to see if any of them reached out, because we talked about them. Hey, what's up? I'm a Freemason. How's it going? Maybe they're looking to to partner with us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> fucked. Hey, what's up, you guys? We're sponsored by the Freemasons this week. <laughs> also sponsored by the Rosicrucians. Sign up today or never, ever be invited again. <laughs> Still waiting for the Illuminati to hit us up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was good. Thank you for looking those up. That's all very interesting. I mean, I don't, there's not a lot of like commentary. It's just kind of really interesting to hear. It's like storytelling almost. It's really cool. But it's real. Yeah, but it's real. That's all factual. And it's also terrifying. And verifiable. But I feel like the, the main thing that they all have in common, and like my mom grew up sort of in that like era, you know, like she was 20 something in the 70s and like young teen in the 60s, like. Yeah. Cults were like a real fear. Like yeah. I feel like she knew people that were like had been in a cult at one point, like when they're young, and like they all have the same thing in common, which is like they cut off you from your family. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah, and like any sort of outside contact, and it's like really they, they, fucking they strip terrifying. You of like any sort of independence or power that you might have had as a normal human. That's, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like what Scientology does in a way, right? Like it's it's pretty fucked, but yeah, you it is isolate a, people it is from their loved theme. ones. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's not good. Oof. Yeah. That was a good one, though. Yeah. Anyways. Shouts out. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>